Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sports book app. Why is it a Wisdom Wednesday? Because that is when we are joined by Andrew Brandt, a true renaissance man. The guy is like a triathlete. He is a former professional tennis player. He's a lawyer. He's an agent. He's a professor. He's a writer. And most importantly for our purposes, he is a podcast host, the Business of Sports podcast. More on that momentarily i'm ross tucker i think most of you already know that it would be weird if the ross tucker football podcast started with somebody other than ross tucker talking but yes it is me at ross tucker nfl on the various social media platforms cannot tell you guys enough how much it means when you just engage with anything we post on social media either at ross tucker nfl or at ross tucker pod The more you engage with a like or a retweet or a reply or any of that, it helps with the algorithm and more people see it on pretty much every platform, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And that's why we reward one of you every week with a signed picture, a signed card. I actually have a bunch of press passes right now that are pretty awesome. I'm racking up the press passes if you want an Eagles press pass or Buffalo Bills or any of these Mac games I'm doing tonight, if you're a Ball State grad or an Eastern Michigan grad, I've got Ball State, Eastern Michigan tonight on CBS Sports Network. We also are now available on YouTube, so you can see my glorious hotel room here in Muncie, Indiana, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And of course, we will have a sponsor confirmation email winner on Friday. That's that's how we keep the lights on on the podcast is you guys taking advantage of our sponsors, especially again this week, DraftKings, using the code Ross on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Well, I kind of already gave him an introduction. Andrew, you get a lot of cool introductions, but I got to think that that was, that was up there, man. Renaissance, man, I think I nailed most of your jobs, dad. Uh, cool guy. Uh, I don't know. There's other stuff I could throw in there, but uh, how'd I do? You always do great, Ross. It's all, you know, Renaissance man is something I like. You know, it's like 
I don't want to get too sappy, but after I always look at this as chapter three, chapter one was being an agent. Chapter two was working for a team, 10 years for the Green Bay Packers. And chapter three is doing what I want and also giving back. And again, I'm not curing cancer, but I'm giving back with teaching, writing, podcasting, being with you, trying to educate and give back what I know from 25 years in the sports business. So I hope it's working. It's working for me and I hope it's working for the uh, listeners. It absolutely is. Make sure you check out Andrew on social media so you never miss anything that he does at Andrew Brandt. And of course, hopefully a lot of you already subscribe and listen to the Business of Sports podcast. Interesting guest this week, by the way, Andrew. You know, I do this once every four years, Ross. <laughs> I do a political business of sports as someone who I told you before is apolitical. But Bakari Sellers is someone that we reached out to each other on Twitter as kind of Twitter buddies. He's really into sports. I have an interest in following him. I think he's very good on CNN. And Bakari's on the podcast. Bakari Sellers from CNN talking about the election. I thought he was very prescient in what he predicted about what would happen, especially with the polls and with some of the states that he's very familiar with, like Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona, South Carolina. So it's really an interesting podcast. We do talk about sports and athlete activism, especially. Uh, Bakari Sellers from CNN on this week's Business of Sports. Awesome. Um, speaking of awesome, you are. It's un. It's uncanny, Andrew, how much our timing uh, links up so often. Number one topic to me today is the NFL owners voting and passing two separate proposals. One regarding minority development incentive, not minority hiring incentive, and then a 16-team contingency postseason as well. Let's start with the minority development incentive, Andrew. And as I like to do, I don't want to paint you in a corner or steer you in a direction. Your reaction to the news that the NFL will award a team Two third-round picks if there's a minority coach hired from their staff that goes and becomes a head coach elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, you use the word reaction. You want my reaction. I think the NFL did this out of a reaction to the earlier proposal, which you briefly mentioned, which is incentivize teams for hiring minority coaches rather than the present development. So quickly back to the hiring, that got floated however long it was a year ago, and then withdrawn because it was floated with such negative reaction, especially by minority candidates who said, I don't want to be thinking that I was hired to get him a better draft pick. Now we talk about a reward for development, and I get it. You know, these premises are great, Ross, because the premise is we don't have the pipeline, which is what you and I talked about before. There's no pipeline of minority, and it should go ground up from all the lower positions. And you develop someone, you should get rewarded for it. But there's always a but, right? And the but is, does that really encourage hiring? It encourages development, but does it encourage hiring? And I know, you know, it's easy for us to say, yeah, it's long on what's wrong, but I, I can't think of a better way. I mean, I just, I'm having trouble coming up with how do you both encourage development and hiring 
at the same time. And that's hard. So my reaction is the NFL picked a different lane. They picked the, the reward lane for hiring last time. They floated it, reaction, negative. Now they pick the development lane, reaction. And I guess my reaction is better, better. Not, be not perfect, but better. I would agree. I think that this is the way to do it, to try to increase the pipeline for opportunities. And I don't think guys want to get hired, feel like they're getting hired under the pretense of it was to maybe get a better draft pick. I guess the question is, on some level, and there's a lot of questions I could ask, Andrew, but on some level, don't some of these guys, when they get hired as position coaches now or coordinators, won't they kind of have that same question? Like, was I hired on merit or what? Like, was I hired because they think they might be able to develop me into a head coach? I mean, I, I guess on some level, you can still have that question, right? Yeah. The other question I had, that's a great question. The other question I had is, is two years. That doesn't seem like a lot. You know, when we talk about development of players, you know, you look at rookie contracts or four years, two years doesn't seem like a lot. Um, and I, again, every week I'm a lawyer, you know, we can all ask these questions. Does that mean you bring someone on as like a quality control coach and you just have them two years and then you can get rewarded if he goes somewhere? I, I have a lot of the questions about it, but you're right. This is better. And if it's what they're going to vote on, I give it a good chance because they got the reaction from the other way. This way is better. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of sniping around like, but this, but that, but that. I think it's going to pass. So a couple things. One is, do you think it will actually make a difference in more minorities being hired as head coaches in the NFL? You know, we know the Rooney rule uh, makes sure that at least one minority is interviewed for all yeah. positions. Now you would think that there will be more uh, minorities in coordinator positions to get, you know, to have these opportunities, but does it ultimately amount to more minority head coaching candidates getting hired? You hope so. I just think there's no way, Ross, unless someone tells me there's no way to prevent what happens with 30 to 40 to 50% of hires, which is the team knows who they want white, black, green, they know. It's the Raiders with John Gruden. It's, you know, pick a name. It's the Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury. They know who they want. Brian Flores in Miami. And it will take something extraordinary to make them change course. That's the thing. I don't know how you answer that. Um, you know, they, whatever, whether it's before they even fire their, their current coach, whether it's the hype of hiring someone like a, a Lincoln Riley out of, out of Oklahoma or whatever it is, that's going to happen. And then it's like, how do you answer that? I don't know. The other question is, will it really be incentive for teams? In other words, let's say we, you know, we hire a new head coach or we have a head coach. I guess the front office can say, can mandate how many of the positions they want to be minority or they could strongly encourage 
the head coach, the new head coach, to hire minorities. But obviously, evidently, if you're bringing him in, you want you're bringing him in to win. And if he yeah. says this guy's the best safeties coach and this guy's the best running backs coach, then don't you want him to hire those people and not hire a minority because you might be you might there's some chance you get a third round pick a couple years from then? Yeah, I know. Those are those are good questions because every coaching interview I sat in, one of the first questions is tell me about your staff. And they all have their staff. You know, and again, some of them may be minority. But they have their staff. You know, that's one of the first things a coach does to prepare for an interview is like, I got my staff. And is a team going to tell them, yeah, I think we, I think at that position we need a minority. I don't know. Those are all good questions. The other thing they passed, Andrew, is, and this is crazy to do like in November, but yeah. we got a 16-team playoff if – they can't get all 256 regular season games in in 18 weeks, Andrew, not 17. So they already have contingency. One is pushing it back a week, having an extra week, and having a make-good week. This would only come into play if they don't. there's more make-goods than just one extra week. Yeah, Ross, now you got me going because I just, I just wrote about this Sports Illustrated, the MMQB, are we, what do I want to say? It's getting harder, okay? It's getting harder. We're going to have COVID positives every week. We talk about players being positive midweek, but somehow we're playing on Sunday like Matthew Stafford, like the Raiders offensive line two weeks ago. I'm not sure if this was the case earlier in the season. And the prime example is the Packers 49ers. We spoke last week on Wednesday. And as of that morning, we had a closed facility in San Francisco, positive tests on both teams the day before the game, yet they played. They played. They could have moved to Sunday. They could have moved to Monday. They could have moved to Tuesday. They could have moved it weeks ahead like they did earlier in the season. If I remember it right, the Patriots game was postponed because they had Cam Newton test positive. Yet... We players on both teams, and they had the game last Thursday night. So what I'm detecting, and excuse me, NFL, if I'm wrong, is a different tolerance right now. And now we look forward. The virus is surging. The winter is coming. I just think there's going to be a lot of bended acceptance of COVID positives as we go forward. And you just talked about the proposal. Now, Bye weeks are running out. So if we have something where they have to postpone, now we need a plan. And the plan is what you said, 18 weeks. And if they can't finish the 16, I understand it. You know, it, it, it cheapens the value of playoffs. I get it. But we're an extraordinary year. And let me just say this. Kudos to the NFL getting through this so far, but it's always so far. It's like we wake up Tuesday morning, you wipe your brow like we got through another week. Now we have COVID positives on the Steelers. Now, I mean, it's going to happen every week. I wonder if the same standards from week three, four, five are now present with the NFL. It doesn't seem like they are. It doesn't. It doesn't. And they're not going to tell you that. Uh, I mean, I would like a deep dive into what happened 
Wednesday and Thursday last week because I think as a business of football analyst, Fox weighed in. I really do. I think Fox weighed in and said, wait a minute, we put off Bill's Chiefs from Thursday to, to Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. That was kind of a one-timer. You know, we got Packers 49ers replay the championship game, two marquee teams. We're playing. I think that's what happened. I think these now we're talking about the business of football greater than the abundance of caution. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things there. I, I also think on some level, I think we have enough sample size now to know that it doesn't really seem like you can transmit it on the athletic field. There's no there's no documented evidence of that, whether it's Australian, New Zealand rugby or, you know, European soccer. It just I don't think that's the concern. And I think you could say in terms of abundance of caution, I mean, you've got guys not able to play in the game that are negative, but because they were a close contact with someone that's positive for five days, you can't play. So I don't, I mean, that, that to me still feels Andrew pretty cautious. If you've got guys that have never tested positive, you're not letting them play in a game because they were a close contact of someone that is positive I think that is still pretty cautious, but I guess everybody can have different opinions. Yeah, I do too, Ross, but let me say this. What happened to 10 days? I thought we were at a 10 day or even 14, right? So this is where the disconnect is. Like I said, this, this Raiders offensive line, you hear about Wednesday, they're all out and they're playing Sunday. Matthew Stafford, hear about him out Wednesday, he's playing Sunday. Now Ben Roethlisberger, he's out today, he's playing, is he going to play Sunday? I thought we were 10 days. I mean, was I wrong? I mean, Trevor Lawrence was positive on a Wednesday, 10 days before the the Notre Dame game. He didn't play. That's the college rule. Um, I don't, I thought we were 10 days. I mean, somehow I thought when these guys are exposed or they have it, doesn't matter. It was isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it for 10 to 14 days, but that's not happening. Now we're talking about five, I understand negative tests, yeah, but somehow I thought there was 10 days back before. Last question, Andrew. I know you were never in this situation with the Packers, but I was watching the Jets play Monday night against the Patriots, and they almost won. <laughs> and I was thinking the, the impact that that win could have on the franchise for decades and we've seen it we've seen it with Andrew Luck and somebody I mean if you happen to have the worst record in a year with one of these top flight quarterbacks it can change your franchise what were you thinking as the Jets were beating the Patriots by 10 Monday night from from a front office perspective well I'm never going to go down the tanking lane because it's football you know it's they're not going to stop blocking. They're not going to stop tackling. They're not going to stop catching balls. But, wow, it just seemed like the Patriots overcame that pretty easily <laughs> at the end of the game. And you're absolutely right. Thankfully, I've never been in that position. But the, the, the magnitude of a loss like that for both the Jets and pick a team, the Jaguars, the Giants, the Cowboys, who knows, uh, could be extreme if there are a bunch of ifs if that number one pick is heads and tails above other picks, 
if they draft the right guy, all those kind of things. But yeah, um, the other part of it, Ross, is I just watch a lot of games where I just know, somehow you know, you know, the team's going to lose. <laughs> you know, I watched the New York Giants against the Eagles and the Bucks in successive weeks, and they were outplaying both teams. No question, somehow they lost. The Jets seem to be one of those teams. The Giants seem to be one of those teams. The Jaguars, I mean, it's just, I don't know why. I will not say it's tanking. They're just teams that don't have don't have the ability to, to continue to hold leads. Check him out on social media, at Andrew Brandt. Check out the Business of Sports podcast this week. It's fantastic, just like he always is. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. Love me some Andrew Brandt and love me the feeling of when I do get home or knowing when my wife is home without me that she's safe because we have a home security system. That's what you get from Simply Safe. Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale. Perfect time to get this as a gift for somebody else or for yourself. 30% off any Simply Safe system. And a free security camera. Trust me when I tell you the security camera is important and comes in handy, perhaps even in a court of law. High quality equipment, great camera footage, ease of setup, and you get 30% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera today by visiting simplysafe.com slash Tucker. Go today. This deal is this week only. 30% off and a free camera? Wow. That's simplysafe.com slash Tucker. Simplysafe.com slash Tucker. Tucks Takes. Good morning, Ross. Let's start today with a couple of uh, NFL notes you and Andrew were discussing, both the minority coaching development incentive and the potentially expanded postseason. So I'll go in reverse order, Bri. Uh, I think the expanded postseason is a good idea because you don't want a team that didn't make the playoffs because they didn't play the same number of games or didn't get the opportunity. You don't want them to not make the playoffs as a result. Now, I kind of feel like with them already going from six playoff teams to seven, that they didn't need to do this, uh, that it's a little bit redundant. But I think they want to make sure that nobody has a legitimate gripe, that they sh that they got a raw deal and that they should be in the playoffs. But we know the plan now, right? They're going to try and get them all in in 17 weeks. If they can't, they'll push everything back. They'll have an 18th week where uh, it's kind of a make-good week, and they'll have all the games that they missed. Then, if that's not enough, if there's still a team in playoff contention that missed an important game or two, then they'll have eight playoff teams in each conference, and wild card weekend will be wild. They better have a red zone channel. I don't know when all the TV windows will be uh, to have that many playoff games, to have – you know, what would it be? Uh, 16, you know, eight games, I guess, if that happened. So that'd be an awesome. Can you imagine a wild card weekend? Eight games, eight playoff games. That would be incredible. Um, in terms of the minority coaching, 
you know, I just, I wonder, I think it's great. I think, it, I think this is the right idea. Uh, my idea was to have the Rooney rule for coordinator positions and even position coaches so that minorities had to be interviewed and, and get more exposure to guys that are head coaches around the NFL. I think this is pretty good as well. I just don't know if the thought of maybe getting a third round pick or two down the line possibly is going to factor into whether or not these guys get hired. I, I just don't think that that's, I don't think that that's enough incentive. That's going to be the difference. Maybe it's a tie goes to the runner thing, but I don't think it's enough incentive that they're going to actually make a hire as a result of it. But maybe tie goes to the runner is good enough. Tie goes to the minority, so to speak. Latest COVID update includes a coach for the Eagles as well as Ben Roethlisberger going on the list after being a close contact of tight end Vance McDonald, who did test positive. Right, and there's it's get, it's getting scary, Brian. There are more and more positive tests in our society, um, in our country, certainly in in the NFL, which makes sense because the NFL is a microcosm of our society, and so. You don't know how these guys are getting it. You certainly hope they're not doing anything silly and getting it. You know, if they get it, you hope it's from their kids who got it at school or you hope it's a babysitter or a nanny or something like that, not them going out or having reckless behavior. Because uh, if that's the case, then they should be fined and they should be disciplined for that. Sounds like Roethlisberger sat next to Vance McDonald on the plane and as long as he tests negative all the way through, we'll still be able to play against the Bengals on Sunday. After complaining on social media about not being traded, the Falcons released defensive end Tack McKinley. Yep, and the weird thing is, is Tack McKinley said on social media that the Falcons had had multiple offers for him that they declined, but then they're they're willing to just cut them? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, Brian. I'm trying to follow the logic here, but he wasn't able to get um, – they, 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 they said no to any of the trades, but now they're just going to cut him outright and get nothing in return? I feel like I'm missing something there. Might have to talk to the HR department there in Atlanta. Speaking of HR departments – what a pain in the butt. Now, my businesses, Bry, are small enough that it's not that big of an issue yet. But I know from like my wife's family business that HR issues are a huge pain in the you-know-what. Wrongful termination, minimum wage, labor regulations, and plus having an HR manager is not cheap. That's why Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft an HR policy, maintain your compliance, all for just $99 a month. This is genius. They customize your policies to fit your business month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. You didn't start your business. 
because you want to spend so much time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. Man, I love businesses like this, Brian. Love it. I wish I would have come up with this. Go to Bambi.com slash Tucker right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Tucker, spelled B-A-M to the B-E-E dot com slash Tucker. Bam to the B-E-E dot com slash Tucker. Tuck's Takes. Injury news includes Washington quarterback Kyle Allen, the Bears defensive lineman Roy Robertson-Harris, Broncos tight end Albert Okuebunum, or Albert O, as some people call him, all being lost for the season. While Cowboys cornerback Trayvon Diggs has a broken foot that's going to sideline him for the season as well. Yeah, it sounds like it. So I think we already knew that with Kyle Allen. So it'll be Alex Smith starting at quarterback for Washington with Dwayne Haskins backing him up. I still think they should put Haskins in and see if sitting helped them, let him see what he can do the rest of the year. I guess an argument can be made to see what Alex Smith can do for the rest of the year and see what he has. So that kind of makes sense too, I suppose. Uh, Roy Robertson-Harris is a good player that not a lot of people know about. That's a loss for the Bears right there. Um, Albert O, I'm not even trying. That was that was impressive, Brian. I think that was right. I don't know. Um, but it was a good effort at least. And he had been playing well, really well up to this point for – uh, the Broncos and Trayvon Diggs had kind of been up and down, but he had some really positive moments more recently. So that's a pretty big loss for them as well. So uh, lots of losses uh, for those teams that, that need those guys. Shout outs, by the way, we're not losing any podcasts. We had even money podcast yesterday, college draft, which we're now picking games against the spread yesterday. Shout outs go to pizza boy brewing DynastyFreaks.com, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X. Those are all, I think, we're done here, members of Patreon.com slash RT Media, where, of course, you can get our power rankings, our press box food rankings, our picks Friday, and our even money bets all on our private Tuckhead Slack channel. We post them all right there for you patreon.com slash RT Media. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.